and welcome back to Evolving Prisons with me, King Carrie. Today I speak with Natasha and Max from Unlocked Graduates, which was founded by Natasha in 2016. The intention of Unlocked Graduates is to break the cycle of reoffending by identifying brilliant people and supporting them to spend two years as a frontline prison officer while also working towards a master's degree. They have placed over 500 officers in prisons around England. Today, Natasha tells us why she founded Unlocked Graduates, and Max tells us about his experience of working through the two-year programme and his experience of being a prison officer in England. This episode gives a small insight into how prison officer training is being done differently. I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, so Natasha and Max, you both work for Unlocked Graduates. Natasha, you are the founder. So tell us a little bit about what made you come up with this idea. So I was part of something called the Coates Review. We were reviewing education in prison and I had previously been a teacher, been involved in a lot of educational reform programs and involved in teacher development, I guess, for a lot of my career. And coming into prisons, a few things happened. Firstly, I came across children who I taught who had ended up in prison and children who I believed had loads of great stuff about them and could be a huge asset to society. And I was, I guess, really wanting them to get the kind of help and support that would mean that they could reach their potential, even though things had obviously gone wrong for them. And the other thing which I was excited about was the amazing potential there was to solve a lot of the problems that prison had that I'd seen in education and other policy areas. So that was why the starting of Unlock Graduates was, um, I, the, the final thing was recognizing the prison officer was this extraordinary kind of potential to change lives. It was an extraordinary job. And I think in schools, what I'd seen was the school is the kind of heart of the child's life. And at the center of that as a teacher and human beings, relationships, I think are absolutely transformational for human beings. And that teacher people relationship, I'd seen be transformational over and over again, kind of in both directions over the years. Coming into prisons, it was really clear that the prison officer relationship was kind of equally important in a prisoner's life, negative or, and or positive. This amazing opportunity through that relationship to make prisons really effective at helping people change the trajectory of their lives. So that was why I started Unlock Graduates, was to try and bring in a really diverse group of future leaders who could make the most out of that job, who could um, really learn from the best existing prison officers, do a great job doing that job, but also create a network of future leaders across society who spent time on the front line of prisons, cared about prisons and wanted to fix the social problems they'd seen there. Fantastic. What a very selfless thing to do. And you're right that prison officers are key to prisoners. They're mentors, social workers, they're everything to them. So tell me a little bit about Unlocked Graduates. What what does the program involve? So we are, I think the other thing is you say it's selfless, but I'm a massive nerd when it comes to teaching pedagogy and curriculum development. And I'm also the ability human beings have to change, I think is extraordinary. The capacity humans have to change at any point in their life, regardless of where their journey has taken them. And there's, I guess, the human capacity to change, but also the extraordinary impact one human being can have on another. Mm -hmm. And those two things are what I just find fascinating about the work that I'm lucky enough to do now, but also about prisons. 
So the program is a two-year program. It's actually a two-year training program. So we believe that being a prison officer is a really difficult profession and it requires a lot of training. So we we offer a two-year training program. In that program, there's an initial six-week training period. We call Summer Institute, tends to be in the summer, pretty straightforward way. And in those six weeks, we're really teaching what we call jail craft, which is how to have a strong muscle memory in the core bits of the job that mean you can arrive on day one and just do the job. But actually, what's really difficult about the job of prison officer is the same thing that's really difficult about the job of a teacher in lots of ways or social worker. It's the ability to hold care and boundaries simultaneously and also to hold power in a way that is is selfless, which is a kind of extraordinarily difficult thing to do. And for us, that's why it needs to be a two-year training program. So you get ongoing coaching, mentoring through the two years. You also do a master's. And part of that is about how to take your experience day in, day out of social justice, of what makes a difference of relational change and apply that across the whole system. So that master's is in leadership, in, in challenging custodial environments. And it's about how to lead change across the whole system because that's, that's the other lens that we want participants to have as they're going through. We explicitly talk about the prison service as a great potential place to create change. But what I think what's interesting about what we do is we, we say that it's the participant's job to fix it and we give them the skills, tools, and support to be able to begin to think about what those fixes might look like. Wow. And after the six weeks, when they are at university doing their master's, are they part-time at university, part-time in a prison, or what's the setup? So we think it's really important that the prison officer job is an extraordinary job. And often as a prison officer, you're picking up a group of people who have social workers when they're in early childhood, degree profession, ongoing professional development. They have teachers through their schooling. They interact more with doctors than the general population, given we know there's a higher prevalence of mental health conditions, physical health conditions. These are people who, throughout their lives, they have been working with frontline professionals who we have invested very heavily in the training and support of and who we think of as pretty high status in some ways compared to the prison officer. At the end of that journey, when they end up in prison, so all of those systems have failed to change the trajectory of their lives in a positive way. They end up in prison. And the workforce who is working with them has less training, a lower status in society, and yet they're being asked to work and support people who have other professionals have failed to be able to reach. And it's, it's bonkers. It's bonkers that we don't make that the highest trained, highest skilled bit of the workforce because we're asking them to do the most difficult job. So for us, that's why it needs to be a really a really high status bit of the journey. It needs to have really well thought through training. It needs to be at least two years. And what's amazing is there are prison officers who manage to do that job incredibly well with so much less training than their comparative professions. And so what we try and do is get those prison officers to do a great job. We've codified what it is that makes them do a good job. And we get them to train, support, develop participants on our program because they're the ones who really know how to do this excellently. Amazing. And do they work in prisons all across the UK or is it just in a concentrated area? So we do work in prisons across the UK. We work in closed environments only at the moment. And we believe that's where the greatest, the prison officer relationship is most important. I guess in an open prison, when you're going out to work all day, there are many other factors in your life 
Whereas in a local cat B prison, for example, you're spending so many hours with the prison officer and they are so determining the culture of the prison. So we're currently working in 30 prisons, so about a third of all closed prisons across the country. And we work with men, women, we work with children, we work across all, all types of prison in closed conditions. Fantastic. And then on to yourself, Max. So you are a prison officer with Unlocked Graduates. So what made you decide to become a prison officer? So um, Unlocked Graduates was kind of at my university, like obviously looking for, for students to join up. And I think as you, you can probably tell, it's a very unique grad scheme. I don't think a lot of graduates probably think about becoming a prison officer. And that's, you know, a big tagline I like to use. And I think it, it was like that. I don't know the name of the effect, but where you, you see something and then you just see it everywhere. And I felt like I was just seeing unlocked everywhere. And it was kind of to me, I was like, it's something I want to do. It like unlocks values were like me to a T, like love the sound of going to prisons and being able to, to be a prison officer basically. Yeah. So, so that's what I did. Brilliant. And when did you join? I joined in summer of 2020. So okay. coming now to the end of the program. Fantastic. And what did your loved ones think when you told them you were going to be a prison officer? So I definitely got some mixed reactions. My friends were kind of like, I'm quite a a young, small guy. And they were like, I don't think I can really see you being a prison officer, but good luck, basically. And my family was very much like, are there not any other jobs? You know, it's it's not that bad out there. I was like, no, like I want to be on this leadership program. It sounds really good. And trying to sell it to people. And and even now, anytime I speak to my mum, she always asks if I'm I'm applying for any other jobs at the moment, not in a prison. So yeah, definitely some mixed reactions. Yeah. And do you think that their reactions were based on the fact that they thought it was a dangerous job or or something else? So I think it's mainly based around the fact that people just don't know what happens in prisons. And I think people's perception is so based on things we see on TV, you know, like Orange is the New Black and, and everything else where nothing really puts prison officers in a good light, unfortunately, because I, I, it just makes good TV, I suppose. And yeah, it just came from a point of not really knowing about the job. And once I'd gone in there and like seen what it's like and said to them, like, it's not, you don't just go around beating people up like you see on TV. It's you're making human connections with people where you can basically get someone who has, hasn't spoken to their, their mum or dad in, in five years to be reconnected with that person or, or being able to say to someone who's never engaged in education to go to a classroom and sit in a classroom for half an hour. And that's not something that, like Natasha said, that any other like, kind of degree professionals have been able to do throughout their life. Yeah. And I think it's really, it has brought people on side. I've, I've got friends now who want, want to be a prison officer and that's yeah not something we really thought I'd be talking about with them. But yeah. Wow, that's fantastic that you're changing perceptions because you're absolutely right. Prison officers don't get a good rep a lot of the time. Throughout my research, I researched prison officers in Scotland and Norway and there was very little goodness to say about prison officers. But when you speak to prison officers, they love the work they do. A lot of them are proud of the work they do. And it's such a fulfilling and rewarding job because they make a difference. So that's great that you're helping change the narrative. I just want to talk to you about the training then. So first of all, the prisons you work in, do you work in prisons with staff who have just gone through the regular Her Majesty's prison training as well. Yeah, so so it varies how many like graduates are, are at different prisons. And at the moment, like Tasha said, I think we're in 30 prisons and it kind of like slightly changes like year on year. So I joined with like I think it was three others. So there were four of us in the prison and obviously fish in a in a big pond because there's a lot of staff there who are HMPPS and it was the first year unlocked gone into that prison. And so it was a case of kind of 
spreading, yeah, like the what unlocks about, you know, that it's not a, a fast track to become a governor in six weeks. And I think working with HMPPS staff is part of, of the job, isn't it? Like, you know, we work together with one team and it's it's all about if you can't work together as a team, then you're not going to be a good prison officer effectively. And that, that's what the whole thing is about. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd love to know your thoughts on your training because obviously the training you've gone through is worlds apart from Her Majesty's prison training and also a lot of, of prison re- regimes around the UK. So what did you think of the training you got? I thought the training was fantastic. Everyone involved in the Unlock training, like the Summer Institute is like fully involved in the mission and like everyone wants to see participants get through the program and be the best possible prison officers they can be. And like even to the point where you have making sure that there's someone with lived experience who's there to be in certain sessions to for us to get that perspective because it's a perspective you need when you're working in prisons. You need to hear that prisoner voice. And like it's very practice based. So it's a lot of like Natasha said, like building on kind of like muscle memory pretty much. And like being in a situation where someone has an issue or like oversteps the boundary and you're just you're so ready to just get straight on it because you've done it so many times at Summer Institute based on that like practice based training. But yeah, and it, so it, like, it carries on as well over the two years. So you have kind of ongoing like sessions with your mentoring prison officer. And the mentoring prison officer basically has a group of participants in a couple of jails and they kind of support them and deliver some of that training as well. So I'd be curious to know what you thought when you first went into a prison, because a lot of officers involved in my research, all of them felt that they weren't equipped to do the job by the standard training that's given by prisons in the UK. And a lot of them just wanted to run for the hills because all of a sudden they were put into the real life environment and didn't know how to handle it because it's very different than on paper. Obviously, your experience and your training is very different. So I'd love to know what you felt going into a prison for the first time. I definitely felt going in, I think you come out of Summer Institute and you're very bigged up and, you know, the, the training is very good and you come out and you're thinking, yeah, smash the training, like we're going in there really prepared and like any job, like, you know, anything, being a teacher, police officer, prison officer, it's all the same. You come out of training and you walk in and you think, I don't know anything, <laughs> um, just naturally. And but But things like you pick things up, like first day is just going to be nerves, isn't it? But going forward, all the processes that you've done throughout Summer Institute, it does come through because of the practice that we do every single day at Summer Institute. We're like practicing these skills that, that we're going to be using. And I remember looking at like the timetable initially when I started and thinking, assertive communication, like, do we need to learn assertive communication? That's, it's just being a, a normal person. You can switch to do that. But like only when you've done the practice, like day in, day out at training for that specific skill in like a very specific scenario with, with a prisoner where they're just going to have, you know, you have to be assertive that you then go into your prison and you just snap into it and you just, you know what you're doing. And I, like, I don't know what HMPPS training is like. I've not been through it, but I think, yeah, being able to have that practice is like really good for those first few weeks when you can know a lot and have that muscle memory for certain stuff. Brilliant. And what kind of modules would you learn during your training? So in Scotland, a lot of the training is based on safety and security, you know, secure custody, rehabilitation, sadly can be an afterthought. What was it like for you? Was yours quite balanced? So I think there's a big focus on rehabilitation. Obviously, it's it's the whole mission. It's, you know, breaking cycles of reoffending. And so I think everything comes from that point. And it's like, so in sessions when you might not even think about how would rehabilitation be kind of relevant here, example would be like doing rub down searches which, you know, could be quite like, it's base, it's a, it's a mindless task, you know, you're just, you're rubbing someone down, 
checking if they got anything on them. And that's a skill that, that can be taught quite quickly. What Unlock does is like having someone who's got lived experience being there and saying, oh, actually, like when I got searched once after a bad visit, like I just, you know, I didn't want it to be done like this or, you know, I was, I was having a bit of an issue and it's such a like privilege to be able to have that. And as well, like doing scenarios where the person getting the rubdown searches, you know, maybe they've had past trauma who, you know, they've been abused, they don't want to be touched. And like, that's a situation where like, it's a privilege yeah, to be able to do that and then go into the prison and be in that situation and just know what to do basically. And I think that's key because use of force is quite a big topic in, in some prisons just now. And I know from my research speaking with Norway, they're very aware of that, where a lot of people have trauma who are in prison. You know, women, for example, they may have been sexually abused a lot. And for them to then just be forcibly restrained, that can bring up a lot of trauma. And men as well, of course. So it's brilliant that you're actually being made aware of that from the start. And you're getting people with lived experience in so that that is in your head when you are using force or restraining people or even doing a search, as you say. So that's fantastic. It's really interesting that you've had that training. And obviously, I I don't know much about it past what you're telling me, but it sounds quite similar to Norway in that they have a two-year training program. They do a university degree. And when I spoke with people in my research, some of the people in Scotland felt that that was completely unnecessary and that it doesn't take two years to learn a job. Whereas interestingly, everybody in Norway said that two years wasn't nearly long enough to do the job. And I must admit, personally, I side with them because the more you learn, the more you realize that you don't actually know very much and there's so much more to learn. So interestingly, I just wanted to know, what do you think the culture is like when you go into prisons? Can you get some prison officers who haven't been through your training think, oh, that's a bit unnecessary? Or is there quite a positive attitude towards your training? I think it definitely varies, obviously, what establishment you're in. Initially, for my establishment, it was because no one really knew what Unlocked was. They just thought it was another, another graduate scheme. And it's only like having conversations where people are like, oh, actually, like, what is Unlocked? Like, what are you going off to do this training for? You can have like really interesting conversations. And people are generally like quite receptive to the ideas because, like you said, like a lot of prison officers do actually enjoy their job and, and do want to, at the end of the day, help people. And that's, that's why they're there. And I think, yeah, a lot of people are very receptive to Unlock's mission. Like once you can get it out there and people will listen, basically, yeah. We've been surprised how supportive the prison service has been actually the whole way through on this. And I think what's interesting is a lot of our training, there's a new apprenticeship, which is just coming out, which has been heavily influenced by a lot of our training because because it just works. It's good training. It's, you know, pedagogically sound. It's been well thought through. But I think the thing that's really central is that we have always, there's always been incredible prison officers who we've come across. And that's been at every stage of the journey, you know, from right at the beginning of writing the Coates review and wondering why there were so few people in education and realizing they were all on the landing and then finding out actually the people who are making that journey from the landing to education who maybe don't believe in the value of education or don't believe that they're capable. The thing that encourages them is a great prison officer. So it's always been about codifying what's already there. So, so I think there has been huge support. The other thing which is really interesting is the question about whether you feel ready on day one. And you know, we, we do a huge amount of practice training. We try and build really strong muscle memory, as, as we keep saying. But actually, human beings are intelligent creatures. At no point in training do you forget 
you're in training and believe that you're on the landing of a prison. And that does physiologically, like there's something different that happens. There's a a fight and flight or flight reaction that happens when you get adrenaline coursing through your system when you're in a new environment and you don't know what's going to happen. And what we've found is that we can get people to a point, but there is a point where you just need to go in and try it. And when you get it wrong, which undoubtedly you will, because it's a really challenging job to your point of needing two years training, having someone alongside you to say, let's go back to what you learned. Let's practice that again. Why didn't that work? Let's try that a different way. I think that's really important in terms of kind of professional expertise. But it's also really important. So when you've worked with a prisoner, they've got ready for their release. You think this time it's going to be different. This person's made so much progress in prison. They're going to go out. It's going to be different. And then you see them come back in. That's a point at which it's very easy to believe, actually, there are some people who can't change. And if you're in a culture which is saying, look, they've come back. Some people just can't change. It's really easy to buy into that. And, And even if you believe in rehabilitation and believe people can change over time, saying that again and again, having that message again and again can embed it. And I think what we're really excited about is that ongoing training in those years when you're really building your beliefs about your profession and your environment, just having someone to remind you, look, it's a journey. You know, people might come back again and again. It doesn't mean they're not making progress. It doesn't mean the next time it's going to be the same. Like keep believing human beings can change that's really powerful. And for us, the mentor provides that. But actually having been at Summer Institute and we in every assessment center, uh, everyone who joins our program has been interviewed by someone who's been in prison as part of the interview process. So they've met people throughout the journey of recruitment and training who have stopped coming back to prison. So they have these role models when they start on the landings, you know, eight or 10 role models of ex-prisoners who've stopped reoffending, And even in those dark days when they see another person coming back where they thought it was... Because you don't see your successes as a prison officer. You only see your failures. But it's like another... You can think, actually, I remember back to my summer institute, people can change. This can be different. And it keeps you believing in that. And it's unacceptable to not believe people can change and be in these frontline roles, I think. And, And not believe in this immense human capacity to change. And not believe in the privilege that you have being in a role where you could support someone through that journey of change. So that's also, I think, really important. And we've really tried to put that at the heart of our training. That's brilliant. Thank you, Natasha. And it it sounds like incredible training. And I am so passionate about the prison officer because I think they're absolutely vital to changing people in prison's lives. And you're, you're right, without believing that these people can change, you should not be a prison officer because you are there to help them. So it's, it's brilliant and it sounds so beautiful what you do throughout the training. So Max, I just want to, to know, I've heard the high security prison you work in, you've done some exciting projects there. Are you able just to tell me a little bit about them? Yes. So um, Unlocked basically at kind of different points of the year offer pots of funding for projects if they're kind of mission aligned, trying to break those cycles of reoffending. And I work on an induction wing. We were getting a lot of prisoners come through and obviously induction new situation, just been sentenced, just sent to prison. It's, you know, a bit of a flashpoint for, you know, mental health, stuff like that, kind of naturally. And I thought, what can we get in to kind of distract them for that first night while you shut a door on someone and they're not going to see another another face for, for 12 hours or whatever. And first night in prison, that, that can be rough. And so, yeah, I wanted to put these distraction packs together just to like kind of like unique distraction packs. 
And so got the funding, put them together. And one really great moment for me was that um, we put a birthday card in there for, obviously, you don't know when you're going to go to prison, could be your dad's birthday the next day. And I gave it to a prisoner who was like a little bit upset. And he just like bawled his eyes out, like just so upset. And um, I was sort of saying, you know, what's, what's, what's going on? Why are you so upset? And he said, oh, like it's my daughter's birthday in a couple of weeks. And just that that kind of moment is like, you know, that's exactly what you want. That's exactly what like every Unlocked participant and every prison officer probably wants. And like, it's fantastic that we have the opportunity from Unlocked to be able to get that money to do those projects because it just like makes those moments so much better. Mm, that's beautiful. And you can change people's lives so simply. Yeah. You know, that's an incredible thing you've done, a birthday card, but actually the impact that that will have had on his life and his relationship with his daughter is incredible. That's lovely. I just wanted to ask briefly as well, Max, I've had guests on the show who are prison officers in different countries and they talk about staff well-being. And, you know, there's there's limited research in relation to prison officers, but it does show that they're at higher risk of PTSD, suicide, heart problems, divorce, understandably because of the work they do. It is a very challenging job and a lot of people don't appreciate that. Can you see that, first of all, that yes, it does impact your well-being? And what provisions do you think are in place to protect your well-being as a prison officer? Yeah, so obviously it's a tough job, like just from a basic point of, you know, shift work already is is like there's lots of research about how damaging shift work is. So HMPPS has has like so much in place for support. Like I've only had experience of my establishment, but if there's ever an incident where someone needs support, you have that straight away from the prison. You know, your manager will always say, do you need to go? Like, what kind of support can we give you now? You, just, you know, they might, they might send a psychologist, like send an email to you and just say, do you want to have a chat? Like, is everything all right? But then obviously from the, like, the unlock side of it, like I have the privilege of having like a mentor and prison officer who we have like weekly or like bi-weekly one-to-ones or group supervisions with like other participants. And it's like just an open forum and you can basically say, you know, this thing happened to me, it was awful, I feel terrible. And they will be 100% there to support you. Like they've got, the whole weight of the unlock team behind them, you know, whatever support you need, they will basically be able to to do it. And that's like why like the unlock program is, is so amazing because you have that constant support where in a really challenging role that, you know, you definitely need. Mm, that is absolutely fantastic. That sounds very good. So if there's anybody who wants to become a prison officer is thinking about joining Unlocked, what would you say to them? I would say go for it 100%. Like I think you could do research on prisons, you know, you can visit a prison, but like until you've actually done the training and stepped onto that landing or like, you know, made made that connection with someone where they were bawling their eyes out and you've got them to, to be like, actually know it's it's okay, like we'll sort this out. Yeah, you just you don't know the feeling. And I think to anyone that is even slightly thinking about it, just hundred percent go for it. Fantastic. And where can people learn a little bit more about Unlocked if they want to dig deeper and how do they apply? So you can go to our website, which is www.unlockedgrads.org.uk. You can look us up on Twitter, Instagram, any of the social media places and find out loads about the program. The, at the core of Unlocked is a leadership development program. And if you can, the challenges which you're dealing with in prisons, the things which you're having to lead on, the you know your day in, day out, running at a problem, having to make decisions in the moment, having to follow through on those decisions. You're leading a group of people, a group of prisoners towards a different way of life often. Those leadership skills are unrivaled. And we talk about the skills you get from going through challenge and some of the challenges you face in prison, some of the bureaucracies, some of the difficulties getting things done. 
and we actually have a list of partners who recognize how amazing the skills you get from Unlocked are. So it's, it's a great opportunity if you want to develop as a leader, really, I don't think there's any better place to become an extraordinary leader than spending two years on the front line of a prison with support in how to solve problems as they come up. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. It does sound so brilliant. I'd actually said to Sarah before, if I didn't already have my master's degree, I definitely would have wanted to join. So yeah, highly encourage anybody who wants to to be a prison officer to join. It sounds like such an incredible thing you're doing and you really are changing the lives of prison officers, but also of people in prison. So thank you for the work you're doing. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about Unlocked Graduates, you can visit their website, which I've tagged in the show notes, or you can visit them across their social media channels. I'd love to hear from you, so please reach out to me to let me know what you think of this podcast at evolvingprisons.com. 